Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. ready. (laughs) Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have the second part of our mini-series all about dealing with disappointment and getting through the marathon of a journey that is GAMSAT, applications, interviews, and so on. Through this mini-series, we hope to help students that are moving from their undergraduate degree into their postgraduate studies or into the workforce by sharing other people's experiences. Today, I am joined by Prav. He started his med application journey right back in year 12 and has sat through the UMAT and the GAMSAT multiple times. So it's been a very long journey, but he is now studying med at the University of Sydney. So he tells us all about his journey and what he has learned along the way and the importance of having a positive mindset. I hope you enjoy this episode and that his story helps some students who may be right in the middle of this difficult journey right now. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Prav. How are you going? I'm good. How are you, Gabby? Good. Thank you. Before we get stuck into our episode today, I might just do an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional and rightful owners of the land in which we are both on today, but I personally am on Wiradjuri land. I would like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as any First Nations people who may be listening to the podcast today. So thanks for joining us today, Prav. Did you want to start off by telling us a little bit of a background about yourself? Yeah, no, thank you, Gabby. Um, actually, just before I begin, I just want to also extend my respects to, I'm calling in from Gadahul country in the UR nation. I just wanted to extend my respects to their traditional owners and up and coming leaders as well. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, Gabby. Um, yeah, great to be here on the podcast. So I guess for those listening who don't know who I am, I'm Pravind. I'm a like a first year medical student at the University of Sydney. Um, I was one of the first students with the Halad to Health program last year. Um, yeah, and I'm now actually a section one tutor. I was recently recruited um, in, I think, a couple of months ago. So I'm looking forward to taking part in that in the second part of this year. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, we like to recruit from our own. Um, and you were one of one of my secretly favorite students. So it's good to have you on the team now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so did you want to tell us a little bit about maybe your GAMSAT story and sort of your journey into medicine? Yeah, sure. I guess, I mean, I don't want to give you a whole life story of how I got here, but um, I guess really my medicine story started, I guess I'll go way, way back into year 12, where I did actually sit what was then the UMAT, now the UCAT for those listening, um, and I just didn't get a good score and didn't get in that year. So that was sort of like where the journey began and then stopped very rapidly. and then I sort of got into undergrad. I went and did biomed at um, Monash. And in second year, I then decided to resit, um, start singing the GAMSAT. And at that time, I wasn't too sure about whether I wanted to do medicine or not. Um, I sort of, I had initially wanted to do it when leaving year 12. Then I went into biomed and I was like, maybe medicine's not for me. Maybe I want to do something else in another, another, another area. 
Um, but I thought maybe it was just worth seeing it again and um, seeing how that goes. So I started in September um, of 2019. And um, I think we'll talk more about this later on in the podcast, but my scores were sort of a bit over the place. And um, I wasn't exactly sure where to go with that. And so I think a couple of things, fortunate things happened in the sort of six to eight months that preceded me sitting that test and the next one in May, 2020. So the first one, the first one was that um, at the end of the year, I really was fortunate enough to take a, a internship at the public health department um, that Monash has near the Alfred department, as like Alfred Hospital. Um, and I think from that, I really sort of realized that this is where my love of medicine or like why I want to do this comes from, just like being able to work with health people, work with people. And that was like sort of my initial spark again of why I, want to, why I wanted to pursue this career. Um, I guess another thing, and I mean, a lot of people would say this is probably a very unfortunate thing, was that early, obviously early in January, early in February, we started having the first signs of the pandemic. And I also started working in an aged care facility on that time as well. And I got to see, like, again, the sort of frontline healthcare worker, you know, all the people at the cold face, especially as this sort of pandemic was coming through. I was like, again, sort of re-sparking my interest in why I want to go, um, go into this career. So by that time, I'd already signed up for the March, what was then the March uh, 2020 GAMSAT. Um, I had signed up also to Howard to Health because I was like, okay, I need some help over my previous sort of effort. Um, and then it got delayed. I think it was like March 14th, the prime minister came out and said, oh, everything's going, everything's going, um, everything's going to the wall. So that was like a really like messy Friday when they pushed back the GAMSAT by two months. But I was also like, cool. This is a great opportunity. I can like reset my mindset. I can really like knuckle down and like bang this out like once and for all. Um, and yeah, so over the next two months, I did that. Uh, I did more courses with Howard Delph, and then I set the May games at. And um, I think we got our scores back in July. And I know it's like I was sitting, I was at work, and I got my scores. Like, oh, this is a good score. I can do something with that kind of thing. Yeah. Thinking about your mindset then, that is crazy that like that I just reflecting back that that did actually happen that, you know, everyone was ready to sit the game sat and then everything got changed. And obviously lots of students, even students outside of medicine, you know, year 12 students and other students um, ready for important exams had to really, you know, think what's next. Um, but it's great to see your sort of mindset there that you sort of took it as an opportunity and as a positive to like have an extra two months to prepare for the exam essentially mm. so can you tell us a little bit more about that like your mindset maybe um during your first game sat and your second game sat and how that sort of shifted especially when you got your marks yeah i guess sort of my so going to the first game sat i honestly i think i didn't take it too seriously at the time i think there may be a combination of factors in that i think I think I don't know if any if any second years are out there, but sort of the idea of like thinking about what you're gonna do after your degree as a second year, especially in the middle of second year, you don't really think about it too much. So I wasn't too, and at that time I wasn't too sold on whether I wanted to do med or wanted to like do an honors or do a research project or do something, do something, and then sort of try to get in the med at a later stage. Um, so I didn't take it too seriously. I did do like a bit of preparation, like a couple of like paper practice exams, sort of just to myself. I didn't do any courses or anything like that. Um, and I just thought, okay, I'll do this scam set, see how I go sort of on my own, but sort of maybe not the greatest mindset, honestly, to go, go in with, um, at the, t at the time, um, yeah, so that was sort of my mindset going, um, going into that 
going into that one. Um, I think immediately after I got my scores, so my scores on their own were not that bad. Um, they were like, I think they were like, they're not that bad on their own. But what I had just come off was I had come off like a really rough semester in semester one of that year. So I knew that with my GPA, that school would not actually work. So in a weird converse way, I didn't actually think too much about the gamp set after I got my score in September. One of my main focus was, was like, okay, I got a score. It's all right on its own. So I know I could, I can do the gamp set all right-ish, but I really need to fix my GPA. I need to like really smash out the next like three semesters of my degree because like a good GAM set score is not going to be nothing without a good GPA. So my actual real focus was like, okay, now let's work hard on my degree and actually, you know, not um, <laughs> um, get that score, go score up. So I think I did that all right. Um, and I think a lot of the strategies that came from that sort of shift in mental health towards my degree also flowed into my preparation for GAM set. So a lot of self-reflection, a lot of changing my learning methods and all that um, kind of stuff. I think the key change going in from to the second game set was that I was like, okay, well, I do want some help with this, some outside help um, and some additional resources, which is sort of where I stumbled across how to help in sort of January, 2020. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that's about, that's sort of like how I went about my first game set. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea of sort of, um, talking about your mind shift in terms of how to seek help. Because I think a lot of students sit the games at the first time as just like a, let's see how this goes, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it seems to be the trend. Um, and then you sort of realised, actually, maybe I can get some help here and maybe that's the way to go, um, which I think can be hard for a lot of people to admit that they need help. But in something like the GAMSAT, I would argue that everyone needs help <laughs> because it's really hard to do on your own. Um, and maybe you can talk more about that, like how you sort of learnt um, and what's, what you learnt and how you turned this experience into a learning experience. Yeah. Um, I guess, so I guess, like I said, the first, so during the first game, so I sort of realised that sort of all my three sections, I think I was weakest mostly in sections one and two. And I was like, all right in section three, um, so borderline uh, borderline in section three. So I was like, okay, well, what I really want to focus on is on section one and section two heading into um, heading into the March 2020, March 2022 um, training GAMSAT. Um, as a, obviously as a biomedical student, I'm sure a lot of biomedical students can relate to this. Like you probably haven't touched like essay writing or like any of those sort of like more, I guess, more, like literature or anything in a while. Um, when you go to the game set, because again, you're doing a science subject. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I want to sort of do focus on that area. So that's why when the opportunity came out, and I remember like, um, I think how the health, like they didn't have a full game set program when they started. It was actually just a section two. Was it a section? No, it was a section one. Um, it was a section one, like uh, what you call it, crash course. I was like, okay, we'll do that for a couple of weeks and see how that, um, see how that goes. So that was sort of the help I received. The other thing that helped me was also seeking out things like practice exams. I knew from the previous semester and as well from just my time in university in general that I tend to respond better to practice exams and practice questions than learning sort of content, um, especially for a certain test, learning content and then trying to apply it to a test. So I knew trying to seek out sort of like practice exams and practice tests would be my sort of best strategy, um, best strategy for trying to maximize my score um, head, heading into March 2020. 
Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I think the thing that changed, like, especially when I got that help, um, was that I didn't realize how nuanced the game set was. I think, like, I sort of had set the test once and I thought like, oh, cool, there's all these questions, but I didn't know it was like, oh, you could split it actually down into different sections, right? There's different ways of writing a game set question, for instance, or there's a certain way of expecting, um, I think one, or there's like, like, given the, given the, given the standards that um, get, um, ASO expects for section two, there's like a certain way of doing essays or what they sort of like want you to do. But even though it's not explicitly said, I think having those sort of like small tricks from doing those initial early courses really helped um, in my preparation and sort of more focusing focusing it into heading into um, March, 2020. Yeah, I think that's a really good learning tool. And that's what we try to teach our students as well. Like to break it up so it's more manageable. Um, but a lot of students really do struggle with this sort of long marathon type game sat situation, which it seems like you went through that situation as well, going through the game sat twice and then it being delayed. So like it was even longer journey. And then there's the application process, the interviews, it's so long. How do you sort of maintain this positive um, uh, energy throughout the entire time? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Ah, oh, man, um, that's a tough one. Uh, I think, I think the first thing I did was like, I think always a good thing to remember is sort of like once you do something. So when I did the game set, initially in um like September twenty nineteen, I didn't think about it too much afterwards. I threw myself into other other areas. I think if you're going in for this long journey and yeah, applying for med is a year long, multi year long journey for some people. Um, you really need to be doing other stuff besides that, just to sort of take your mind off it. I mean, that could be a degree, but I feel like, especially if you're a med sci guy, med sci person, or some kind of biomed science, then it's really hard to escape that. So doing something else, like having other hobbies and things like that, sort of the pad you through the time um, um, is a good good way of sort of keeping your positive energy up. I think 2020 was obviously much harder because suddenly you're now, um, none, of that sort of, none of that sort of exists and you're trapped. I'm sort of trapped indoors. Um, but I think the important thing is to just keep open to possibilities. I think, um, you know, <laughs> I almost think of it as like, um, it's a weird, it's a weird acronym, like Schrodinger's test school. It's like, until you get your results, you could be really anything. And so just to keep your options open and keep you exploring in those um, like sort of long stretches of long stages. Um, but I think it is important to remember that for like students listening that this is this is a long process. It's sort of a marathon. So don't like try don't try to do everything and pace yourself, you know, pace yourself throughout the year. I think that's an important part. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, like I said, I just sort of found I found comfort in doing other stuff besides just GAMSAT and med applications. Um, last year was chaotic enough. So I was lucky enough to like be a member of a club member of clubs that was still operating online and debating. Um, and just and just throwing myself into extracurricular activities where all work where um, when there was sort of this long dead periods between applications and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about it. Remember your life outside of med and GAMSAT is really it applies to medicine as well because medicine can be all consuming and you definitely need stuff outside of medicine or it might it might get to you eventually yeah yeah absolutely and it's good to put those practices in before you get into medicine so then once you're in it's easy um and that really ties into the next question the last one all about the practical tips so if you could go back talk to yourself who was going through all of this gamsat process what tips would you give yourself or people in similar situations 
Cool. Yeah, I think, um, so my first tip, I guess, would be, like, don't neglect, like, any section of the game. So they're all equally important. They're all equally important. I think there's often a misconception, um, even when I was talking to some of, because um, um, in Sydney, I've met some undergrads who are also applying for med, so that's going through the recent cycle. Sometimes there's a lot of misnomers, like, oh, section three is the most important section. You can sort of neglect the other sections. Like, don't neglect any section, right? Any section could be your savior. For me, it was section two, which was um, noticeably higher than all the other all my other two sections and obviously drag my score up to like a sub acceptable an acceptable level um i think also another important thing is just to do self i do a self-reflection at some point so and this is for anything so this is whether it's your the game set or even just how you're doing in your degree at the moment i think it's always important to sit down and see like okay where am i at now where do i want to be how do i get how do i get there um, because if I had not done that, I don't think A, I would have not approved my GAMSAT score, and B, I probably wouldn't have tried to fix those sort of glaring problems in the way I did my degree, in which, and tried, and in which, you know, and I would have gotten the GPA and yet to get into medicine in that, in the sort of later stages of 2019, 2020. So I think always doing a self-reflection is always a good, um, a good strategy. Um, and there's definitely lots of resources out there um, to help you with that. I think the final one is just take a break. I think, again, it's very easy The sort of thing, okay, I got my GAMSAT score. Let's start throwing ourselves into the, um, into the, um, into the next one. It was like, well, hold up Speed Racer. Let's, <laughs> let's take a break first. Let's do something else um, and then come back to it, you know, in the holidays. So I guess with the September one, you've got the mid-year, the mid-year, your mid-year break coming up. So that's always a good, good stage, good place, I think, to start out at. Um, because I think if, if you don't take a break and step away, again, you don't really are that time for self-reflection, but also you're just going to burn yourself out eventually. And the last thing you want to do is like be hating the GAMSAT and be hating the whole med application process before you even get um, get into medicine or get to the interviews, for instance, because that's just, it sort of drains on you mentally. So always take a break, whether it's just, just like doing something else, focusing on your degree, doing extracurricular activities after a GAMSAT, do it for a bit and then come back when you have a good convenient time, come back to the game set prep for the next, the next step, you know, you know, rinse and repeat that way, I think, and pace yourself. I think that's my favorite tips I would have given to myself. Um, my other one, I guess my other one would be, <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a bit of a, um, this is a bit of a, a one to like for applicants who are applying for universities, do research into your university and your program. Don't be like me who just sort of like applied for University of Sydney um, six hours before the, closing deadline and then <laughs> did research implications of um, like moving into state and all that. Not that I hated or not that I hated or anything. I love, I love University of Sydney, but it does, it does help if you know exactly what you're applying for um, and exactly like where you want to go. And if you are applying in the state, like having a consideration of how you're going to do it as well. So yeah, I think that's just another tip to myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all of those things take time as well, like researching the universities and researching the different states and places. Like I applied for some universities and I'd never been to those cities before. <laughs> so that all of that stuff takes time. So allowing yourself enough time. But I think you really hit the nail on the head there by saying, you know, take a break and don't go too hard on yourself, especially because, you know, these episodes are designed for students who may have received marks in the past that they, they weren't happy with, or maybe have received um, emails from university that haven't been good news. So 
it's all about taking a break. Yes, reflecting and yes, thinking about the next steps, but also don't be hard on yourself. It's a really, really long journey. And and, and this is hard. You know, both you and myself, um, Prav, did the GAMSAT twice. Um, and it's just that feeling of uncertainty after the first GAMSAT, I think, that you sort of like, oh, can I do this? Can I not? But you need to just back yourself take a break um, and yeah, give yourself a break because you're doing a really good job and, and look at you now, you know, first year meds, um, you're on the trajectory upwards. We still both have a few years to go of our study yeah. life, yeah. <laughs> but um, our careers are well under the way. So we should be proud of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, again, it's, like I said, it's not a, it's a marathon, not a race. Um, it's definitely like, I definitely understand like the uncertainty about the future. Um, it can be a very scary, like I, I wouldn't call it the void, but maybe the void of like uncertainty. Um, and I think, I mean, at some 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 part of me says like you should embrace like that uncertainty, but somebody's like, you know, just don't let it get don't let it get to you as well. I think, you know, you know what you you know for those listening who does apply, you know what you want to do. You want to do medicine. Um, you know. You will, you will definitely get there at, at some point, um, you know, so I think just, you know, keeping focus on that track, but I think also just remembering it sometimes gets lost in the, um, in sort of the whole process is like, why exactly you want to do medicine? That's often a very good um, driving force as well. Don't, don't lose like why you want to do this career as well. I think keeping that in the sort of review, in the sort of in the dashboard is always a good motivator for, um, especially during these trying times. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good reminder. And I think that finishes our podcast episode quite nicely. So thank you very much for joining me today, Prav. I hope the listeners found your experience, you know, helpful and interesting for them and hopefully a little bit of motivation to tell them keep going because you're on the right track. Yeah. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you for having me on. And I'm wishing all the um, applicants and uh, candidates out there all the best of luck in the coming months. Right. Yes. Good luck, everyone. Thank you, Prav. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.